Greetings humans, my name is Jordan Lewis, I will be your host. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Reevolve Media Revolution Podcast, featuring Dibs. Growing up, I remember doing my best to fit in and exist within the expectations that were set out for me. I'm sure most of you are familiar with the linear path that all humans are supposed to exist on from birth till death. You know, go to school, get a job, buy a house, start a family, rinse and repeat with the new DNA that runs through your kids as they go through the same cycle until the dark void swallows us all. Seems to me, as of late, that we as a species are actually starting to be more comfortable with alternatives to that traditional cycle. We're learning that you don't need to go to school to be incredibly successful. You don't need to invest your entire life into affording a house that you mainly use to sleep and shit in peace. We've also learned that starting a family is just as optional as continuing to participate in one. All these concepts that are completely against the grain of how I was raised, but seem so obvious when I just stop to think about them instead of regurgitating the shit that I've been fed my whole life. People have unique needs. There's absolutely no way to meet the needs of a group when we use labels to define how we should and shouldn't act. That's just insane. This rewiring of the brain is why we're suffering right now, though. It's all kind of growing pains, if you will. My man Dibs here is representing that struggle for the blue-collar homies of the world. All right, I'm here with Ryan. He goes by the name of Dibs. How you doing, brother? Doing great, man. How about you? I'm doing great, homie. So listen, you started releasing music roughly last year, middle of the year, eh? Calgary, Alberta? Yeah, I actually started taking it uh, more seriously last year. It was about June or July. Um, prior to that, it was, you know, the old school, me sitting in my room doing a couple raps using my real name, you know? Yeah, for <laughs> sure. But you did that for like 20 years-ish, right? Yeah, like I, well, it was always little things like with no video back in the day of high school, you know, at parties doing raps, funny raps. That was always what it was about. But uh, I never actually put an actual video or a song together until uh, I was probably 17 in uh, Northern Ontario. With my, okay. Yeah, my brother had a little studio, you know, just enough to get by, you know, crappy little mic and uh, like the free version of Pro Tools back then, right? So yeah, I, I'm, I probably have a CD floating around out there if someone has it. I mean, you got to send me a copy of that. <laughs> Interesting. So you, you don't have any copies yourself and neither does your bro? No, no, unfortunately. I think he might have a couple on his laptop. Um, but the if the laptop still exists. CD, yeah, but the actual CD, uh, I have no idea who has it still. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Well, I hope someone tunes into this and, and fesses up and we can get a copy. That'd be dope to actually promo some, some of your super old stuff. Yeah, it'd be, it would be hard to uh, promote though because it's probably not very good. But yeah, yeah so. I, I don't mean promote as in like show it off. I mean, just like if anyone's curious. Oh, yeah, look at this. This is what, yeah, this is what I used to do. Way this back. is, yeah, exactly. This is, this is his roots man this is exactly where he started exactly i don't know some people some people are pretty like down on their original like old old stuff man they they delete that shit and they don't want anyone to hear it ever again so yeah i'm not uh, too worried about it. you guys start from somewhere right like i i find those interesting like i'm a huge fan of mac miller and when i see those old old school videos of him rapping on the bus you know as a teen like that's super cool to me yeah yeah I agree with that, man. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Did you get some of your inspiration from Mac Miller? Is he one of your one of your top guys? 
Um, not quite. I was into it way earlier than that. It was definitely, um, I can't remember how old I was, but, uh, my, I have two older brothers and I remember my brother came into my room cause I used to have this terrible little ghetto ba- blaster. And my parents would only give me like the much music hits, you know, CDs cause I was so young. Yeah. My yeah, brother, yeah, I remember yeah. So my brother came into my room and gave me, uh, three CDs. It was Kid Rock, American Badass, Limb Biscuit. I can't remember what album, but it was probably the chocolate starfish hot dog flavored water one and yeah. uh, the Eminem show. And he was just like, don't tell your mom. So it was that, at that moment, you know, Eminem and Limbiscuit and Kid Rock, you know, for music, for me, those were my first three ever. And do you find that influences a lot of your music today? Or do you think you, you've kind of worked on it so much that your, your style is kind of your own at this point? I definitely have my own style, but there's definitely a lot of influence from that. Like even my, uh, when I'm in the studio, people are saying like, oh man, that's some Fred Durst shit right there. And I'm just hey. like, oh, for real. I feel you, homie. I actually picked up one vibe, but it's from it's actually from one of your tracks you released last year, Fears. I don't know if you've ever been told this before, but I got I got a Rust vibe as soon as the song started, and then kind of a little bit in the middle of it, there were some elements as well. But yeah, Rust, yeah, for sure, big uh, big fan of Rust as well. Big fan of Rust, yeah, yeah, I love that guy as well, man. I gotta I gotta talk about your music more though. Your music actually, I, I'm impressed at the quality, man. It's got it's got a vibe to it that I can only really describe as like cinematic. Uh, what's that all about? Like, how'd you how'd you go is that like an intentional thing or like is it just kind of coincidence um i think it just has a lot to do with my writing process so most people will probably write something like i'm not sure what most people do everyone kind of has their own process but for yeah. me for me i i thumb through beats and until i'm inspired and my thing is literally if the first five seconds of the song hasn't caught me i'm next you know like i'm sorry to all those producers that probably the, some of those songs are really good but that was just my process if it didn't catch me quick enough i was just like okay on to the next when i write it's usually freestyle write it down and then use that as like my base and then i'll kind of develop the main point and the roots of the song as i go like i won't be like you know i want to write a song about um whatever smoking weed or growing up or whatever it kind of just it chooses for for me almost. It's a, a weird thing. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And then, does it also kind of write itself? Kind of, yeah. Like I'll have I have an arsenal of uh, little bars that I write down, and I keep notes of of a bunch of stuff. So if I I am ever stuck, I've I'll go to that and then bounce back and forth. So I'm never really stuck, or I, I never really get writer's blog or anything like that. That's dope, man. Speaking of bouncing back and forth, I'm going to go to your, your latest track, Best Friends. And I feel like that track actually exemplifies a couple of bars that you might have been holding on to for a while, but you were waiting for the right track to drop them. A hundred percent. That song's old. That's new because I wrote it recent, right? Yeah. But yeah. there's a lot of of something that is from a long time ago that I just didn't have the probably didn't have the skill and the capability to quite execute it then. Yeah. But that song I think is one of my favorite now. It's different than all my other stuff. My other stuff's really hard, you know. Um Yeah. I and agree. that's a really, really like radio friendly song. <laughs> for sure. Maybe we'll actually just dive into it a little bit. I, I wanted to bring up two of your lines that I feel like you probably were holding on to for a while that, that popped out to me, but uh, you were talking about God's gift for uh, everything that God took away. Yeah, God's gift for everything that God took from me. Yeah, let's talk about your baby girl, man. Yeah, that was that was definitely a new uh a new bar that I wrote in there, but that was, it was new. Yeah. that was. Oh wait, one. I guess no shit. Eh? Yeah. How, how, how old's your daughter? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah. So she turned three in January. So, okay. Uh, definitely 
I'm sure a lot of parents can agree that have been in hard places that do have kids now. Like she saved my life for sure. Um, so that was that was probably my deepest line in that song was that part. And that part, yeah. We've talked to some film artists, and even your your guy, you showed me some videos. So I want to be able to execute a video and actually have her in the video at some point. You know, kind of like. God's gift for everything that God took from me. Cause I also say before that little girl looking up to me. So I'll yeah. make a video of her like looking up and I'm like, Oh my God, Holy crap. Like I'm an adult now and I'm a dad like with the dollars is crazy. Right. Yeah. I- I'm going to guess since you've released the track that you've got some uh, intentions or at least a plan for the video release. Is that I do. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I'm just trying to find that- the right, uh, the right person to execute it because it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult it's gonna be one of those ones where i'm gonna be super picky like going through it and um my other track underground upper class we were just having fun you know it was just whatever having fun but this one literally i want to paint a memory right that's awesome man yeah i feel you i love that too that's so dope so is that kind of your, your big project that is what you're working on up next or are you kind of working on multiple things simultaneously right now i'm kind of juggling everything right now because um for a lot of people, I'm sure like my main fans definitely know because they they follow, you know, my life. But uh, I'm a blue collar guy. You know, I work like not the eight hours. I work the 12 hours sometimes. My man. Sometimes 20 days straight, you know. So I do that. And then I also do the dad and then, then music, obviously. I juggle in between all that. So I'm kind of just trying to keep music coming out. And I don't want to stop all music just so I can focus on the video. So I'm just kind of waiting for the timing to be right. That's dope, man. I love that. So you're you're just a full time kind of always on type dude, eh? Yeah, just always going, always doing something. Yeah. Back to your back to your blue collar though. You released the track, uh, I think it's last year as well. Or actually, I don't know if it's last year, but it's not on your Spotify. It's only on SoundCloud. It's called Blue Collar. Yeah. So that was the beginning of me not knowing anything or or like knowing how to actually put music out and distribute it. So yeah. I didn't own the beat. You know, and uh, the production was done by me and my brother in no way. the littlest studio ever. So the quality wasn't there like it is now for me. So I'm probably going to remaster that one. That'll be one of those ones that um, I do professionally and actually do it up legit. And like re-record the vocals and everything? Or? Yeah, exactly. I'll re-record it, do it better. Because that song is probably hard to tell, but that song I actually did from start to finish in one take. And you didn't you didn't chop up the vocals or anything? No, you just like No, like I didn't do a verse and then stop and then keep doing the verse till I got it and then do a oh, like I, I literally just went start to finish without fuck, like messing it up. Like that was that's how I thought it had to be done then, right? So I was just like Yeah. Oh, I get halfway through the song. Oh, I messed up. Restart. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. I definitely feel you on that. And so you're doing you were doing this at the time with you with your bro? Yeah, yeah. We had uh we were at his house and he had a little room that we put together for, for our studio and yeah, just uh Is he is he an artist home? as well? No, no, he's just a huge supporter for my music and he's more technically advanced than I am for sure. Like like I uh, struggled getting this audio thing <laughs> ready. Fair, okay. Like this for this the recording. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, hilarious. Like I, yeah. I, I manage my um, social media and um, like distributing my music because it's all yeah. fairly simple. Like I can I can do that pretty easy. But when it comes to 
recording, mixing, mastering, and all those plugins and everything. I have no idea. I wouldn't even know where to start. Fair, man. Do you do you have any interest in learning it, or you're you're probably pretty comfortable with uh, handling your end of the business because you're already as busy as can be, right? Yeah, I mean, it would be a skill that I would like to have for sure. Cause you know, the hopes is always to be fully uh, self-sufficient, right. And not like I say, I don't have to work anymore and I can kind of free up that time. Having that skill would be great. Cause I could put out music whenever I wanted. So I'm not in anyone else's hands, you know, when it comes to booking studio time or doing things a certain way. Right. But that, yeah. that's a skill that takes a lot, a lot of time to, to achieve for sure man probably even longer when you're working 12 hour days and being a full-time father as well 100 percent, yeah like even making beats and all that all that comes together like when i like any of my songs i'm only half of the skill and talent involved in there like my uh my engineer cheddar cheese shay michaels he's uh he's the guy behind all the mixing and mastering and he's he definitely brings my vision to life. That's word though. That's word though. Yeah. He's a whiz. He's a whiz for sure. He's a wizard. I agree. Um, going back to your blue collar track, was that originally put out last year or was that well before that? If I'm not mistaken, that was the first song I ever actually put out. So it, it hadn't, uh, there's nothing that came out on an actual distribution company. Like uh, I think I put that song on a muse. I use DistroKid now because I, it just works better for me. But Amuse is the only one I knew of then. So I put it out on there and kind of just sat back and was like, all right. Gotcha. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, definitely not one of my more professional tracks. It was me just testing the waters, kind of just yeah. trying to do it. And in that, me doing that song, I ended up meeting Shay and working with him and that's when it all started but i'd say my no first way. my first track i actually did you know with uh doing it professionally and distributing it with photo taking photos and doing it all up 100 percent. my first real song i put out was going through it going through it okay yeah that was definitely my first song and my first music video as well so i do got one track listed before it though grew up on was that is that just in my timeline wrong uh grew up on is also one of those ones like um blue collar what well, i also did it in our studio on professional gotcha. so that was another one where i didn't own the beat so i ended up getting tagged on uh youtube for i didn't get taken down or in trouble it was just like i get no royalties yeah, your royalties are going somewhere else. So it's just yeah. there. It's floating around. I'll leave it. But uh, I would like to redo those ones and make them professional. Because sure. Groupon did get a lot of actual movement for it. No promotion. I never put a cent into promoting it because it wasn't mine fully, right? So there's no need to do that. Fair. And that song kind of, I would almost say, beats a lot of my other song naturally, organically. No way. Like even to this day? Even to this day, like when I like the Spotify for artists and um, Apple Music for artists, like those things where you can look at um, your monthly streams and whatnot. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Grew up on is always in the top four, top five for the month. That's interesting, man. Crazy, right? It's just, That's real dope. You never know what the fans are gonna like, man. It doesn't matter how not good it is or good it is. It's just, yeah, it's all up to the fans for real. That's that's the truth. That's the truth. During this time, you released, uh, I think it's seven seven tracks in total. I was given I was giving them all a listen, and I was uh, talking to my girl right before listening to your track "Remember Me." Do you know what synchronicity is? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, literally right before clicking play on this track, I was talking to her about, uh, I was, I was just like how I think society is kind of just like, especially in the last, uh, short term or last little while has just been a bit more depressed and lonely. And then that was like seconds before listening to this track. And then I, and then I pressed play. And then that was like the first fucking things that you said. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I got shivers. I got shivers and I had to show her. Yeah. That, that song was, it was a weird thing for writing for me. That song. Tell me about it, man. Well, it's still, to this day one of my favorite songs like um shay asked me too yesterday what my favorite song i ever wrote was and it was i told him remember me and then you know everyone was telling me their favorite songs by me and i was just like trying to think why remember me was my favorite but i think it's because the day i wrote that i was talking to somebody that was i won't say any names but he was really really depressed low you know kind of suicidal and i just i've been there before so i felt obligated to to tell him like how it is and just be there right because that's what i would have wanted and after our conversation that i had and everything was good i just got like a spark of inspiration to write something and that was the only song i ever wrote out like i was talking i didn't i didn't stop and then wrap it back to that point or anything i just wrote and wrote and wrote until the very end and then i was like oh okay i'll wrap it and i wrapped the whole song beginning to end and it was just done that's dope man did you did you let your uh the friend that was associated with the writing know that it was for them or did they do you think they felt it yeah i told them i told them i was just like our conversation last night like you motivated me to write so like obviously i used that into our conversation i was like you know there's there's stuff to live for man for sure like you just inspired me that's crazy man so that that was last year and you're still you're referencing it to even just yesterday yeah, I still think that's one of my, for for the words alone, like it's not like my most hype beat or, you know, the most popular by any means. But for me, like if people were to click that song with headphones and close their eyes and just really listen to the words, like like non-judgmental, you'd be like, wow, like you can feel it. You can, yeah, you can feel the, the real soul of the track kind of coming through. Exactly. That's dope, man. And so one of your later tracks in the year then moving on here was uh, Waves. You did that with uh, Brandon Taylor. Yeah, so my first uh, feature ever, and that was honored to do a song with him. He was perfect for that track. And we hadn't, I hadn't had a track prior. It wasn't like I was working on Waves and I was like, hmm, who would be good, you know, to do this song with? Yeah. It was like, I need a feature. I haven't, like, I was just still trying to get recognized in Calgary. Didn't really have a following. And I just, like, followed him. So I liked his stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll hit him up. And, yeah, he was down. I was like, oh, sweet, perfect. So that night after discussing um, our feature, I just started writing, sent it to him. He was like, oh, that's perfect. And it was probably, like, five, six days before he had his done and we were putting it out. Like, Brandon Taylor's a beast. If anyone knows Brandon Taylor, he, he used to release a song every week for like almost a year like used to yeah like i think he's doing it again but he kind of stopped for a while because that's a lot it's hard to do oh dude that's a massive turnover that's crazy like you're constantly making music and putting it out so you're always it's always ahead right yeah kind of keep up and that's what i'm trying to do right now so i've got stuff ready to release until october if i stopped right now i got stuff october so that's dope, man. So are they kind of scheduled releases or just kind of in the progress? Uh, scheduled. So I'll go on my like distro kid and then I'll put the release. So like every two, three weeks, kind of space them all out, especially through the summer. I've been trying to do it every two weeks just to keep keep it rolling. Nice, man. Yeah. And so what's your thought process and intention behind doing that? Getting, getting so ahead of it. 
Um, I think just content is what people want to see. And especially for not just for streams and getting on playlists, but for social media, which has a huge impact on on the streams and your fan base. So I'm just always if you keep putting stuff out, I've noticed that it's growing a little faster. I'm starting to get a little bit more engagement and the algorithm kind of just starts to work in your favor when you keep posting quality, quality stuff, right? That's the truth, man. And for anybody out there, the apps love it when you keep uh, keep the people using the apps on the apps. They Don't forget that it. when you're trying to work the algorithm. Exactly. Use use the um, post a bunch of pictures on your posts so you have that uh, that role so that keeps people there too. Do IGTV, do stories, anything to keep people from like the link in the bio thing. I used to I used to always say link in bio. Now I don't even. I'll just be like songs out. You know. Hey, yeah, yeah. Out there, you, you know do what you want, <laughs> you know. Yeah, because I feel you. I feel like I just repeating myself. Sound like a broken record with the link and bio, and the Instagram doesn't like the link and bio, so you know that's yeah. fair, man. So I do IGTV. I don't mind losing a little bit of streams to get people to to, to hear it. You know, whatever. Yeah, that's dope. All right, so we're, we're gonna take that quick break. I told you about. We're gonna listen to a track that Dibs released pretty recently on July 29th. It's called Chapters. Just a little, I don't write no more I just talk to the mic, it's been like I'm yours Like I'm talking to myself When I'm talking to my music Truth is, this isn't the only thing in my life That I have been abusing My health declines and multiplies Like every single thing that I've been missing Trying to be up on the rise Don't wanna feel like I can never live When the day comes, it'll take from this life when I die This is something I can make up Lost to relationships from all the breakups Feeling like a clown when somebody get the makeup Something with yourself, man, fuck Still lost, I should know myself but gave up I can't remember the feeling of in love All the pain I'm dealing with too much uh, Like I'm a snap to piss trying to relax Till I smash all the cabinets I got them about to crash to a wall of bricks I got my feeling like a bag of shit So how can I change? I start at the bottom where I hold all the pain A whole lot of rain when I bring out the truth I'm stuck in my brain, what the fuck am I doing? Can I walk a path without losing everything I have? Waiting for my shot, I just know I gotta have it Don't waste any one moment to blow, just go grab it when will another door open? When is the next chapter? Think I know where I'm going Gone in the wind like laughter I've been praying, I know this About to go ghost like Casper All I know is where I've been But today the only thing that matters is Body in the basement, head up in the attic Guess I get complacent, turn into a savage Forget what I was chasing, knew it wouldn't last Guess I just thought I would always outlast it Know everything I do, I try to do right Shit ain't nothing new, it's all in due time Put my head down, give up my life Then it felt like the years just flew by time Can I find a way to forgive? Feel like a heel every time that I spam on my kid Made me see what I'd accomplished if I'd only commit It was then I realized every day is a gift is. Shit ain't lucky like a four-leaf clover Don't say you love me then, leave me no closure no. I've been doing raps to keep my composure I just wanna live for this whole thing over, over. Cause a lot of people feel like they never did I don't wanna die like I never, never lived did. We all wanna get the money and the honeys at the crib But if you're focusing on that, you will never get it Look at me now now I'm thankful, my plate plenty full on my table Want the fam sitting at a fucking label Looking at the whole world at a new angle When will another door open? When is the next chapter? Think I know where I'm going Gone in the wind like laughter I've been praying, I know this About to go go 
close like Casper All I know is we're robbing But today the only thing that matters, yeah I'm back with Dibs, what's up, man? What's going on, bro? Living the yeah. dream Living the fucking dream, you got it, man So let's go over your uh, your 2020 track record there real quick Um the track that actually got me into your music, and I, I can confidently say it got me into your music because this track hit hard, man. I remember I, I contacted you personally because I fucked with it. But your, your track, Van Gogh? Van Gogh, yeah. Um, oh, tell me about that, man. It's the, the, the production on it's insane, and I'm sure uh, Cheddar Cheese, Shea probably mixed mastered it too, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, when we both you know, are vibing on something, there's that extra, that extra thing that happens where we'll, we'll be bouncing back and forth. I'll be like, oh, you should do this. And you're like, oh, yeah. And then you, if you do this and then you add that too, and then we're like, oh, yeah. And that's basically sums up how that song went. Um, so you did it in the same room, like you guys kind of co-produced it then? Yeah, so I had I had the lyrics for it. The lyrics were all me. Um, and he heard the beat and we kind of had the idea of what I was going for. And it just kind of came together that's dope man oh just like kind of over the course of a day yeah well it was funny because i wrote the song uh well prior to him even having any clue of what i was working on um and it was actually up north because i'm a driller for an oil company they also do like environmental and geotechnical drilling so i was i work out of town a lot and i was up at camp working like a 21 day stretch and you know after work you probably have like an hour and a half of free time and that's usually spent you know having dinner and talking to family and getting ready for bed yeah, but yeah. as an artist, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm like always trying to write, always trying to work on stuff. And uh, yeah, this song was basically all written while up north working, drilling and doing the night shift and all that fun stuff. But when I came back to Calgary, I was flying in. I had already like had the process of booking the studio at this point. And when he heard the song, just like, and this is prior to anybody knowing anything about COVID. So everyone was in that vibe of like 2020 is going to be great you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 2020 vision like how many i wonder how many <laughs> artists put out 2020 vision as their thing right <laughs> yeah 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 um I didn't go that far, but it was basically just a verse where I was mentioned 2020 vision, you know, and that was basically me kicking off the 2020 with Van Gogh. So I had to kick it off with something really good. And uh, yeah, that was the song. That's dope, man. I, I love that track a lot. Your track that you, you released this pretty recently as well. I don't know if there's any of your other 2020 tracks you want to talk about specifically, but I'll just bring this one up. The one you worked on with uh, Todd as well, your other feature on the track list. Uh, in the Sky. In the Sky. Yeah. Yeah. How is it working with an artist internationally? Well, it's definitely different because what we do over here all the time is something that an artist over there is breaking new grounds on because it's not as popular in a sense, you know, Interesting. Like, it's a yeah. fan, fan base over there numbers wise. But when it comes to popularity, that style of music that we did, like that underground kind of hard straight bars, you know, and some singing and auto tune, you know, kind of mix. That's a pretty, pretty um, uncommon thing, I guess, where he is. Of course, According to him is what he was saying and he's from denmark that's crazy man yeah and how how was it was it easy to work with someone uh different time zone and stuff like that uh, it was definitely a little weird because well, I would do a live Instagram and he's like, yeah, I'll come on and we'll do a like a duet on the 
Dude, I yeah. right? So I'm like, okay, you want to do it at, uh, I'm like thinking my time, right? I'm like, mm, we'll do it at like 7 p.m. I'll probably be home after work by then. And he's just like, oh yeah, what time is that for me? And it was like 4 a.m. or something like that. <laughs> like, oh <laughs> shit, okay. Uh, he's like, I, I might be up. And uh, I might sure, be up. sure shit, he was up and he came on to the IV. It was funny. <laughs> no way did he just like did he stay up or did he just like wake up from a sleep and just join you or oh, what? it was like dark and it looked like he was really tired <laughs> <laughs> yeah poor guy man that's hilarious but he's definitely uh definitely a trooper pretty cool guy um but it, it yeah. was I, I hope the fans really like it it is different like if anyone's ever listened to uk rap um even really really famous artists it is different but i i really love it like i love the uh, like the tone and the language especially in like metal because i like metal and you know like harder stuff too that's kind of kind of where i got a lot of my inspiration as well you know the like i said earlier i grew up with Biscuit, kid rock and metal you know even old school metal like my dad was really into ozzy and motley crew and so i was just constantly inspired by music that's dope man and so you were just instantly down to do this type of track then eh yeah 100 percent. like don't even care like he's not that big at all i don't even care like if i if you send me something and i'm vibing with it i'm down doing it oh that's wise man and you, you i think you told me before that you were kind of particularly impressed with your your uh verse as well eh like he was no, you. I think you you said you went hard on it. Oh yeah, I well, especially for going to an audience that's never heard me. Yeah, because he's on the other side of the world, so I figured I had to give it everything I had. You know, so that's that, one, that one particular. And when he told me, like when he sent me the song, and I seen the space that I had to fill because he sent me it with his verse on it. And yeah, then, and then his the chorus at the end. So I was like, oh shit. I got like a 60, 60 bar if I go double time or like a hundred and something bar if I do it like just straight, straight bars. <laughs> yeah, either way, this is going to be difficult. So I went, I just went on it, wrote it. Um, and when I recorded it and sent it to him, he's just like, yo, man, that is insane. <laughs> like, holy shit. He's like, I'm going to have to go back and edit a couple things. <laughs> That's dope, man. Yeah, he was, he was super cool. Super cool. That's guy, crazy. How did, how did he hunt you down? Um, just through the powers of Instagram, man, just the, just the beauty of Instagram. I think he probably, I somehow ended up on his feed or his discover or something and he, we followed each other and I liked what he was doing and I just went from there. That's sick, man. What, what would it be like if you actually, if uh, that track started to blow up uh, across the planet there? Oh man, I'd be pumped. I, I honestly have as big of a fan base, you know, across the pond as I do here. Like a, that's dope that's like, interesting for stream wise because it'll show you like the cities the top cities and stuff yeah right? yeah and like germany um europe you know that area i got quite a lot of people that listen to my music interesting man yeah, that's crazy. dope to know yeah i had no idea that's crazy it's, it's so sick how it shows you all those demographics sorry and all the other analytics though eh? yeah like i can i can show you right now for this month the last 28 days let's um, get it the top three are obviously canada united states and then germany third for and and close to united states and germany are like almost head and head and then netherlands italy united kingdom austria so on and so forth but obviously canada is my top one right for because local and just promoting and people 
that you know, right, as well. That's awesome. And so while you've got that in front of you, actually, I don't want to hear exact figures, but give me the comparison from what it was like one month ago, three months ago, six months ago, and a year ago, because I'm sure you kept up with that pretty closely. Yeah, exactly. And it's not even hard to keep track of all that because it's all right here at your fingertips. It basically keeps track of everything for you. So um, if I'm going to, I'll start off by like the the song that beats the other song is like every month and kind of the ones that just thrive, right? So Van Gogh is number one. It's kind of always been number one since February. Okay. Um, so that one's definitely the, the top one going through. Yeah. Going through. Is that the ones that the Germans dig the most? Um, I'm not sure, actually. That's a good question. So Canada and United States are the top ones, that song. Gotcha. Okay, okay. All right. Um, Going through it second. And this is like almost every month, too. And I've noticed the Spotify algorithm kind of goes up a little bit after a while, too. Interesting. And then Remember Me for third. That's dope. Yeah, and I would agree with those statistics personally as like a songwriter that, you know, likes like has favorite songs too, just like the fans, right? The Van Gogh going through it and Remember Me are probably my top ones. But the new ones too, like there's a couple new ones that uh, you know, I'm kinda switching it up and coming into my own, like all in my head. Like that's that's totally different than what I usually do. Even even best friends is totally different than what I usually do. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up Best Friends again. Is there any other track that you want to talk about actually between uh, this, your most recent release and your your earliest release this year? Well, I should talk about Underground Upper Class because that was the stuff music video that I ever did as well, other than going through it. And that one is another one that's kind of organically been growing to its own thing. You know, it's like this period, it's up 10.7% worldwide. Crazy. So it's it's. And naturally too, like I don't really like. I know I do promote sometimes because it's good to push it. But as an artist, it hurts when you're like, okay, I'm gonna spend all this money on studio, on beats, on production, and now that I spent all that money, I'm gonna pay for people to listen to it. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I get the importance of promoting your stuff. It is something you should do, and I do it. But for a lot of my songs, I don't because I'm like just gonna let it do its thing organically. Because it's more interesting to me to see it grow organically than it is to throw money at it, right? For sure, it makes sense. Like if you if you see a people on YouTube, it's got like you know 150,000 like or 150,000 views, but it's got like like less than 50 likes and like no comments. You're like, okay, well this is obviously all just promo. I feel you. Promo is getting easier and easier to identify these days. Definitely, definitely. How do you feel about that, though? Um, and I'm talking. I'm talking about the the overwhelmingly obviously like fake and I don't know trying to flex off those fake numbers too. Yeah. Well, I mean. I get the importance of it, but I think if you're going to do it and then also brag about your numbers, that's when it's a problem. But if you're just like doing it, you're getting your numbers because you're trying to push your music out. I respect you. Like you got the money to do it and you have that much passion to do it for sure. Because eventually it, it will pay off, right? It's an investment. It's not like you. That's true. Better than spending all your money on fucking drugs or whatever, whatever thing that's not going to benefit you in the future. I never thought about it that way. Exactly. So it's good. It's good. It's a good thing for even kids coming up. They want to make music, man. Promote it, hundred percent. Straight up, dude. Instead of doing drugs and stupid shit, just fucking spend your money on promoting your music. That's brilliant, man. It's like the lesser of two evils. There you go. Like even like that can that can be used in any sense. Like it doesn't have to be music. It can be cars or dirt bikes or for whatever. sure, man. Yes. That's crazy. I have never thought about it that way. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, getting back to underground upper class. I think I don't know. I, 
there's something about I definitely went the whole G route on that song. All that song was about was I want people to play this while like partying or or you know not actually thinking about so much of the words. I just wanted it to be a fun song because going through, yeah. going through it was a really serious straight bars. Me trying to make a presence because it was my first real real release, right? So that's why that song's so fast because I had to prove skill. I, uh, at least I felt like I had to prove skill. I didn't want to come out with something that was. I wouldn't say nonsense. That's not the word, but like kind of like no one's really going to care about the words, if that makes sense. It's a banger and people could listen to. But after I did going through it, I figured, well, I might as well do a song like that because those are pretty popular too. The ones that people just listen to because it's got a sick 808 and like a catchy chorus, right? Yeah. yeah. And that that is the pinnacle of Underground Upper Class. And that's why I did a music video with it too. I got a very, like a really good looking girl. Uh, Shout out to Jordan. She's, she's, (laughs) <laughs> pretty cool girl we ended up being friends on instagram after really professional like it was it was a really good experience like my film guy too was crazy if you haven't seen that music video go check it out on youtube yeah it's, it's a dope music video man how'd you get the ball rolling for that one um so mac uh mac tablis um he's uh my film guy and he's crazy he's so good and uh as soon as i we were kind of thumbing through songs because i want to do a music video we came over and i played three or four songs that i had just recorded and he was like um oh and it's funny because van gogh was one of those songs we almost did a music video to van gogh no way but uh i figured i would wait because the video i wanted to do for van gogh which i'll explain after was uh, a little hard to do at the time so underground was the song that we decided to do and right away we we're like okay well we need a we need a good looking girl in this song for sure <laughs> we need we need uh i went to the bank and took like two grand out just to like have like a little bit of money i just did everything everything that you would that's normally find in those songs but i don't i don't preach it as like that's me i'm that guy yeah you yeah, yeah. like i'm just doing this because this is exactly what people want to see and i say that right in the beginning of the song this is what y'all want to hear the drugs and the gums and the tears like i literally hey, that. Yeah, yeah that's dope man we need to give that song some more recognition for sure for sure for sure <laughs> well, that's <laughs> another thing behind like what the meaning of the song is to me and what the meaning of the song is to the fan their take versus my take and then everybody in between exactly that's sick man and so let's let's move on to your your most recent release best friends you just put that out it's today right july 18th yeah yeah, just come out today at midnight. This podcast will obviously come out a bit in the future, but let's let's. You might have a release between that and now, but let's talk about it, man. You we already went through a couple of lyrics. I I got one I wanted to talk about, but I, I, is there another one that you or anything else about the track that you kind of been holding on to, waiting to say that you kind of just want to bring more attention to? Or um, I have one, and it would be I think mostly because I am attained to the blue collar, you know, lifestyle. And that's that's basically the audience that I I want to reach out to everyone, obviously, but. Everyone has their main audience, and that would be the working class. You know, the people that went to school and got like in a trade, or you know, they're doing the nine to five, or even the twelve hours like me. You know, so uh, one of the lyrics is, um, I think it's in. I want to know. I can't remember if it's the first verse or the second verse, but I say uh, never went to college, dude. I have that no college straight to work. Yeah. I was gonna bring that up. Yeah, that's the that's the other lyric I was gonna say. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the, that was probably the biggest one for me. Just like because a lot of people can relate to that. Like just you know, never was a scholar, never was good in school. You know, and then I was like, oh well, I got to do the blue collar thing and. 
it worked out for me and that actually kind of surpassed a lot of people that went to school. So for people that feel discouraged, you know, school isn't for everyone. Like if you can stay in school and get a good a good career, do it for sure. Like sometimes I'm like, I wish I would have went to school, but it also worked out for me really well with the working class route. For sure, man. Want to dive a little bit more into it is what you do in the in the blue collar industry? Yeah, so when I first saw, I'll give them a, a whole recap of basically um, how, how it came to be. So okay, I grew up in it. a small town, uh, Temiskaming Shores, Ontario. It's kind of northern Ontario. Um, so I went to school there. Um, kind of was, it was a good place growing up. But then as like time progressed, it, it became like one of those towns where I knew I wasn't really going to go anywhere. No, no disrespect to the town. Like I miss it for sure. But it was mostly just the people. And how it was coming to be. So I knew I had to do something different. And it was June of 2012. I got an opportunity to come fly out to Alberta, Calgary, Alberta specifically, to uh, work on the expansion for the airport. So like mixing concrete. And I jumped on it. So I took the job, flew out here with my older brother because he's the one that kind of got me the job. Yeah, so you just did that as an out from uh, your hometown. Ah, gotcha. I'm going to make something of myself here. Um, And yeah, I... I ended up, it was only supposed to be like a three-year project. When it was done, they went back to Ontario and I didn't. <laughs> I was like, this uh, this place is great. I fell in love with Calgary. Been here for almost, I guess, yeah, I guess about eight, just over eight years now. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a, that's a long run, man. Yeah. This is your home now. It's my home for sure. My parents were always like, man, it's crazy. You're, you went out to do this project and you just never came back. <laughs> Yeah, but I go. That's... I go visit obviously all the time, and you know, no I doubt, bring no my doubt. daughter to see them and everything. But uh, yeah, this is definitely my home now. Um, basically, what I was getting to is, you know, I came out here and did the blue collar route, and that those are the people that I want to. Uh, I want. I want to focus on those people because I, I feel like I relate with that so much, and it'll help me with my writing. You know, because it, it's no, it's no thing to write about something you know about, right? For sure. And so for for eight years, you've obviously probably learned a lot of things. What do you think you'd want to stress? Like something that you you know now that you didn't know then? Um, I will say like perseverance has been the the one thing in my life that's always pushed me forward. You know, I, I can I can relate with all the people that'll go to work and they'll, they'll contemplate quitting all the time. You know, I, I get it. I, I say that shit in my head all the time. But if you like Eminem said, if you laugh in the face, of adversity is just you're always gonna persevere you're always gonna come up on top you know a lot of people a lot of people that knew me back in the day wouldn't recognize me now because it's just a totally different lifestyle it it took eight years it took eight years for me to you know move out here you know invest buy a house be comfortable you know financially and and persevere something and also you know motivate me to do my music and do it up 100% for the fans you know do it up the right way so I think if you got a hobby, whatever it is, and you feel stuck because you're doing the nine to five or, or you're working the blue collar job, like just stick in there, keep doing what you, what you love and you'll get there hundred percent. I don't care what anybody says. I dig that, man. I dig that a lot. Those are some wise words. Wouldn't it be a uh, kind of bittersweet though? I, I'm going to assume that you definitely want to make music your full time. You want to swap the, swap the amount of hours you're putting into each role, probably bring your uh, blue collar down to zero. Might that be true? Yes. And I, I've, I've also talked about 
that to friends and I've, I've thought about it a lot, like how I would do that. But I think I think people would just really understand, you know, this is what I really want to do. But I'll never I'll never forget where I came from and how I came up. And that'll always be I'll never be the person to grow up and then some make a song about this and the people that work hard, you know, that'll never be my thing. For real, man, I feel you. So it almost sounds like you kind of have a strategy when certain things start lining up. Well, you kind of have to you kind of have to have some sort of strategy. You know, I'm mostly just going with flow when it comes to, you know, writing and meeting new people and collaborating, whatever else comes with music. But I think uh, I think the biggest part about it is just knowing knowing yourself and how you want to come, come like how you want to come across to people at like the end of the day. For me, I think just being genuine, you know, even when I'm like releasing a song, I feel like and it happens a lot for me. I feel like I'm about to release a song and I'll be doubting it and I'll re- release the song and then it'll get like people love it. I'm like, it's all in my head. What am I thinking? Just release it. Yeah, that's crazy, man. And so is that kind of the basis about what all in my head is? Yeah, all in my head is... I think it might be a little deeper than that, um, personally. No doubt. But it, it can be used for that as well. I think All In My Head is more along the lines of um, me doubting my music. Fair. Okay, that. That, was the, that was the main vibe that I was getting yeah, as well. Yeah, doubting my, my music and like even knowing people say you're good and you're like, nah, you know? Yeah, that's, the, that's that imposter syndrome. Exactly. And, but you know what? I will say this. That isn't a bad thing because you'll always thrive. You'll always push yourself. That So it, it isn't always a bad thing, but don't let it stop you from putting it out and doing it. That's the- There you go. Exactly. Yeah. I think maybe that takes a type of person because I, I'm sure like a lot of people use it as the fire to motivate them. And I don't know if it, it is a, a person type and if you can like change that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think. And I say it a lot in, in almost every song. It seems like I'm repeating myself, but I talk Do a lot it. about fears. Uh, hence the song I put out Fears the title Fears yeah. all my music I mentioned Fears quite a bit kind of like uh, if you know Mercules he talks about anxiety a lot and he kind of gets frack for it because fans are like oh you're always talking about it but it, that that means that's that one thing that he's either it's always motivating him or that's the one thing he's always trying to defeat right and for me yeah. for me it was fear it was always doubt and fear and fear of what people are going to think and fear that I won't succeed it was always that was the one thing that felt like it was crippling but it ended up being the thing that motivated me that's awesome man that's crazy you're kind of like the batman then the batman (laughs) (laughs) yeah man um so uh other than music and stuff and you're and you're uh 12 hours a day 20 21 days you said yeah sometimes like i also work in town like right now i'm working i was working night shift for a week home every night so it kind of sometimes sometimes i benefit and then sometimes i'm working out of town but it's a it's an adventure it's always something different no doubt man yeah so other than that stuff what uh what other projects have you been a part of or been able to be a part of even non-musically related well, and nothing really, really stands out huge for, you know, opportunities wise, like, like blue collar, like my blue collar lifestyle, it's mostly just like opportunities for work. But when it comes to music, um, you know, just, just reaching out to people, I've been denied, you know, some, some artists as well, but I, I took my shot. I'm just not quite there, but there's uh, another artist that's potential, you know, not a hundred percent, but uh, easy Mac could potentially be a song in the future that we might see. Um, I have a song and it's written and done and he's heard the beat so yeah that might that might happen 
That's dope, man. That's exciting. Listen, we're going a little bit into overtime here, so we're going to kind of wrap it up. Is there anything you want to kind of say or mention to the audience, whatever, or maybe even drop some tics, tips and tricks, sorry? Um, no, not a whole lot. Just uh, I'm going to keep the summer release radar going. Uh, I've been posting that a lot. It's just a thing that I remind her that I'm going to be posting every two to three weeks uh, of new music, so I'm going to keep that rolling, hopefully into the new year. So, uh, yeah, keep... Uh, keep following and listening to music and you know love and create perfect all right man thank you so much again for for coming and joining us here that's that's dibs everybody i appreciate you man thank you so much man i appreciate the opportunity you're welcome brother all right take care man you too if you want to learn a little bit more about dibs head on down to our website at www.reevolvemedia.com forward slash dibs that's d-i-b-b-s And so Dibs gave us a little sneak peek of a track that's coming out on September 18th. That track is titled Jump. I'm enjoying my motherfucking life, that's all I'm saying. I advise you to do the same. Do shit that make you happy. Yeah. Chops banging out the coop. Trunk so loud, the apothecary woo. Not too much talking when we pull out a bazooka. <laughs> Make your whole damn click color truce, ayy. I think it's time we get fucked up. Lover for the night, color punch drunk. Yeah, bring a beef to your sight like a lunch truck. Chops to the back of the head, that's a death touch, yeah. There ain't much to brag about. Numbers stress me out till they're in my bank account. Never had shit, bitches looking at me now. Donna's on the block, we don't do this for the cloud, no. I'm on the roll. Whole squad coming when I get up on the road. Book is for an opener, I take over the Pour my heart up on stage, it's a goal You should know that I, that I never let my fans down Killing every beat I get up on and let a fan now See me on the other side before you see me man down Used to be a hater, I can see that you a fan now Ooh, you got the juice, I got the truth You stuck in a place, I'm making the moves Paying my dues, living the muse Wanted, I got it, and you just peruse <laughs>